0: This morning, I would bear your indulgence as I share with you something the Lord has um, challenged me with this week. This has been a week of the living out of James chapter 1 for me. Remember, we were in the book of James and we were counting it all joy when we fell into various trials. I had the privilege this week of counting it joy as I fell into my own specific trial. Some of you may or may not know I had a medical procedure, and for the last week, the word that I would use for my um, experience has been... Pain, just pain. And I truly can sympathize with individuals who have been going through pain. The passage that came alive to me was James 1 2 through 4. It says, Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And we are to let endurance have its perfect results so that we may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. I've heard preachers mention before that sometimes they have difficulties with preaching certain passages because the Lord gives you the opportunity to experience what you preach. I had such an opportunity but I learned some lessons from this opportunity. My pain is only short-lived. Lord willing, it is short-lived, but there are others whose pains are not short-lived, who medication will not ease, who time will not allow to go away. Some of us are going through situations and trials that will be with us, from now, until we meet our Lord, or until he returns. Some of us are experiencing, and as we heard this morning, the prayer quest, going through various situations like cancer. And I cannot, I cannot imagine the pain that those individuals are going through. Some are going through death of loved ones, challenges in their marriage, and these are things that they encounter on a daily basis. I learned that it is important that we pray for one another. I thank the Lord for the individuals at Calvary who are aware who've been praying and I, I do thank you and I appreciate what it has done and the difference it has made. I thank you for some brothers that I have in Christ, three special brothers who really uh, have been there. You know when people who have your back, I thank God for persons like that. I've learned how to sit and wait on his time, not our time, and to be patient and trust that he will do it in his way, in his time, and you've had to trust And I've even learned even more now to appreciate what I have now and take advantage and to enjoy. It's easy to talk about. It's easy to listen. But it's a different story when you find yourself in the middle of the word and you are called to be a doer, when you are called to experience. This morning, as I transition into my Message: We are called as believers to be doers of God's word. When we look at it, it says it joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that these trials, the testing of your faith, produce endurance, and the endurance is to have its perfect work. And we're to let this happen. We're to do this. We're to, to allow this process, God's work, to have its way. But we as God's people are not just called to hear this. And it's it's easy to sit back and just to listen and to hear what the preacher is saying and to read and to study and to memorize. But it's a different story when the text meets you at home. It's a different story when it's no longer just on the pages, but it has to be lived daily, consistently. Persistently enduring, persevering, following through on what God says in His Word. And sometimes you feel like giving up, stepping back, backing away, and say, Lord, not this one, not this situation. No. But we're encouraged to persevere, we're encouraged to be people of action. This book is not just a book of words. It's a book that calls us to action. Before we continue, let's commit the remainder of our time to Him in prayer. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the blessings of your word. And I pray that we all would hear from you this morning. Father God, may your will be done. May your purposes be accomplished. May you do your work today in our lives as we hear from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Once again, I ask you to bear with me as we are not going to finish James. And I do apologize because it's not... It's not because there was so much, to be in all honesty and all fairness. I just personally could not do it because of circumstances. Now I please ask you to please bear with me. We're going to look at James chapter 1, verses 23, 22 through 25. The text says, But prove yourselves doers of the word and not merely hearers who delude themselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks at his natural face in a mirror. For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he immediately has f- immediately forgotten what kind of person he was. But one who looks intently at the perfect law, the law of liberty, and abides by it, and not having become a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer, this man will be blessed in what he does. Now for those of you who may not have been here two weeks ago, this is a continuation of our message on being effective hearers. Because it doesn't just stop at being effective hearers, because God doesn't want us to just look at it and understand what it says and read it and hear what it says and then just put it down. We're called to be effective doers. The passage we looked at two weeks ago was James 1:19 through 21 and it says this know my brethren but everyone must be quick to hear slow to speak and slow to anger for the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God therefore putting aside all filthiness and all that remains of wickedness and humility receive the word implanted which is able to save souls we looked at effective listening and incorporated from this text five steps we considered to be quick to hear and that means not just physically quick to listen but quick to, to be ready to understand and comprehend what the individual is saying not just to hear physically but to take in To understand, to appreciate what is being said and do my best to really, really listen. It also means to be slow to speak. As I I listen to what the person is and says, I need to take the time to keep my mouth shut. To ensure that before I speak to what is being said, I truly understand what is being said. So slow to speak. Take the time to understand. To be slow to anger because if I'm, slow, um, if I'm taking the time to listen, I'm not rushing to, to say what I have to say because I need to get my point across, I will understand and comprehend and may not misunderstand and respond in inappropriate anger. And also, as I, if I'm an effective listener, I need to be to put aside all that remain, all the, the, the wickedness and the filthiness, to put away the bad and to take in and to receive the good, the word, if I want to be an effective listener. Now, a good hearer does all of these things, but more is required of us. And as we look at the text. As children of God, we are to be not just good hearers. And it's not to say we are not to be hearers, but not just good hearers, but we must be good doers, effective doers of the word. Let's look at verse 22. But prove yourselves doers of the word and not merely hearers who delude themselves. And we look at that word, but, because it joins the two passages. We looked at the hearer, but, not just a hearer, but, you must be a doer. You must prove yourselves doers. You must become a doer. You yourself must become, do the word, and not just listen. Not merely hearers who delude themselves or not merely hearers who are not just or only a hearer who falsely reasons and deceives himself that hearing is enough. And that's, that's one of the sad points of this text. Sometimes we believe that sitting in here on a Sunday morning or going to a our Bible study or going to a midweek service or coming to a prayer meeting and, and listening to what someone has to say and once I hear it or I read it in my devotions or I take my time to do my personal study, I've done my part. That's enough. But James says that's not enough. It's not enough to sit here on a Sunday morning and when we leave and we say, Ooh, that was a good word, eh? Man, he really put down some preaching this morning. I I really felt the spirit moving. The Lord spoke to me this morning, and I really heard him. Now the question is, what are you going to do with what you heard? It's not just enough to be a hearer of the word, but you must be a doer. And if you're not a, a doer, the text says you're fooling yourself. You're deluding yourself in believing that hearing is enough because hearing is not enough. It's not enough just to hear. We've got to put God's word into practice. We've been called to be people of action. The text implies that the next step is to be a doer. If you are just a hearer and not a doer, you're deceiving yourself in believing that that is all that is needed. Romans 2.13 says, It is not the hearers of the law who are just before God, but the doers of the law who are justified. It is not just enough to hear. We have to be doers. One of the favorite, my favorite passages that came out of this study was Matthew 7, 24 through 27, we all know it. And it speaks so clearly to this point. It says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain fell, the floods came, the winds blew and slammed against that house, and yet it did not fall, for it had been founded On the rock of hearing? No, on the rock of doing. But now, everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain fell. The floods came. The winds blew, slammed against that house, and it fell. Not just did it fall. Its fall was great. We can't just be hearers. The text in Matthew 7 says, if we're just hearers and not doers, we're just like the fool." James then goes on and gives two examples. He says, I want you to get a really good picture of what's going on here when you're a hearer of the word and not a doer. He says in verse 23 and 24, For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks at his natural face in a mirror. For once he has looked at himself, And gone away, he immediately forgets, has forgotten what kind of person he was. I borrowed my wife's mirror to help out with this illustration. Normal female mirror. Too small? (laughs) I did not say that. (laughs) But... I didn't shave this morning because I wanted to use it for illustration. It was just lazy here. <laughs> the text says, this man is like a man who looks at his face in the mirror. James is stating that anyone, male or female, and he's speaking to a believer. Remember now, he he is speaking to believers, and he clarified that in verse 19. Who hears and does not do is like a man. The text, in this case, uses the word male man. And when I look at that, it said male man. I want See, this is what men do. Now, w- women use mirrors. We men sometimes, hey, good, be gone. That's, that's not a woman. Agreed, women? Be honest now. Help me out. Y'all don't just... Okay, good. Y'all stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes i got two mirrors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One in the back, one in the front. Uh-huh. Now, now you're... Good. I live with three women. Now, uh-huh, uh-huh the text says the man the man he is like a man he don't take the time to look he just looks at his natural face in the mirror and once he has looked he forgets what he is seeing That's what a hearer does. They just hear. They take it in. Yeah, man. Oh, that's good stuff. Yeah, uh uh-huh. And they walk away, and they forget. You know it's a good example of that? Sometimes when we do our devotions, we sit down and... In the morning, and we quickly open up our text. We may grab a, a daily bread or, or grab something with a little scripture reading, and we sit there and we, uh uh uh, yeah, 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 uh uh. Mm-hmm. What else is good stuff? What are you going to do with that? What difference has that made? How are you going to act upon that? What, what's the one thing that you heard or saw or read from this passage that you were now going to act upon? Because devotions, this is a personal. Slap. Devotions are not a tick on your to-do list. Reading of God's word, hearing God's word, studying God's word, uh, listening to what God has to say is not a tick. Done. I'm good. It's more. It has to be more for us as believers. You've got to be doers. It's like a man who looks at himself... He considers, he observes, he notices, he takes note of, you know. He notes. Uh-huh. Yeah, that yeah, yeah that, that's out of place. Yeah, that's fine. He takes time to pause. But he forgets. He doesn't act. Once he looks, once he observes and considers and takes note of, he immediately at once forgets, neglects, or overlooks what kind of person he was. Once he looks and moves away, he forgets and does not do anything about it. Reading, listening, without application. It's almost as if the the reading was a waste of time. But James says, let me give you a positive example. Don't be like that man who just glimpses and looks at his face, notices there's a problem, walks away and forgets to address it. Let's be like this man in in verse 25. But the one who looks intently at the perfect law, the law of liberty, And abides by it. Not having become a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer, this man will be blessed in what he does. This one who looks intently, and the word intently means one who's stooping or bending over and looking at the perfect, the complete, the the, the law that, that doesn't want anything, doesn't lack anything. This law of liberty, this law of freedom if he abides, he continues, he remains, he perseveres in it, by it, not having become a forgetful hero, but an effectual, a doing doer, this man, this man will be blessed in what he does. This doing man is the man who is blessed. He opens up that mirror, and this text doesn't use the man, man anymore. I guess he was talking about women now. Those ones who look intently, and the word that they used to mean look intently is the same word that show, shows up in Luke twenty four twelve and John twenty eleven. It says in John twenty eleven, but Mary was standing outside the tomb weeping, and as she wept, she stooped and looked into the tomb. Now, do you think that Mary just went along, glanced into the tomb, walked away and forgot what she saw. She stooped. She looked. What? This is where Jesus was supposed to be. She took the time and she intently looked into what was going on. We are told that we are supposed to look into God's word the same way look intently take the time to observe the the nuances the particularities and what the text is actually saying to us what is it meaning who was it speaking to what was the author making reference to what was going on at the time you need to understand look intently take time to view What is going on there? So I can see myself clearly. Oh, I notice I got a little sprig right here. I got a little spot right there. How am I going to know how to deal with this if I don't look intently into the mirror of God's word to see what is going on with me? And then act. Look intently. Pause. Stoop. Look in at the perfect the, the law of God that doesn't lack or want anything. The law of freedom. And when I look at that word freedom, it's the word Eleutheria that comes from our word, what? Eleuthera. I said, Lord, you, you mean I get a little Bohemian lesson in here too? I mean, thats you go into God's word and it... I won't go down a rapid trail. He says that you will stoop, you look intently. This is the one who is not just a hearer but a doer. He looks intently, he stoops, he looks, he bends over and he pays attention. This is the man of God who looks at the word of God. He reads, he studies, he ponders, he takes the time at that word. He wants to see what exactly is God saying to me? What is the message that he's sharing with me? What is God speaking to in me? Is there something that I need to be looking at? Something I need to be paying attention to? Something that maybe is out of place? Something that shouldn't be? Something that, shouldn't, that, that should be? What, what should I be doing? What shouldn't I be? I take the time to observe and look intently at God's word. Yeah. This person not just looks intently and pays attention. to text says he He continues. He remains. He perseveres. He keeps on, keeps on not giving up, looking into. This is not just a cursory thing. We don't just read this once in a blue moon and close the book. It gives the impression that we are supposed to be here and be here for a while. Abides. Not the quick fix sometimes we look for, but that person who perseveres, who endures. It's sad that today, in some of our lives, we, we don't want to abide. We, we, we don't want to, to take the time. We, we don't want to put it in We want the the quick fix. We want the the, the quick answer. We want the the easy solution. We want to to quick just say, okay, I just just need something quick, and I'm gone. We we don't want to abide in his presence. We don't want to, to persevere. We don't want to take the time. We seem to be in such a hurry. But to do what? To do what? What's more important than spending time in the presence of our God? Not just abides, but he's not a forgetful hearer. He remembers. He walks away, and he ponders. He meditates. He mulls it over. And then the text says, he is a, what? An effectual doer. I look at that word and it means to be a doing doer, a working doer, a doer. It means to do. After you hear and you bide, you, you, you do. That makes sense, eh? So he is an effectual doer. He is a doing doer. And this man, this hearer, not just hearer, this doer is Blessed. Ooh, he is blessed. He looks at what he's done. He pays attention. And he is blessed. The example I want to look at. (sighs) Be not unequally yoked. For what fellowship has light with darkness? Now imagine that being a part of your devotions one morning. And you sit down and you read that and you walk away. But you ponder. You ponder it as you go on your job and somebody approaches you and says, Listen man, I got a good business deal for you. I came across something and and, and listen, it's... um, yeah, but brother, your business practice is a, eh? listen, this, that's okay, brother, that's okay. We, this, this is an excellent money-making scheme. You could even give 10% to the Lord. Yeah, but this morning I read, as I looked at the word and I, I abided and, and looked at it intently, it said, I'm not to be unequally yoked. And then the young lady, or the young gentleman, who's involved in a relationship, reads this same text. They may be, but Lord, you know, help me to find a mate and find a boyfriend, a girlfriend. And you meet up with this, whoo, that's a handsome fella, boy, or oh, that's a fine looking girl. You're going over to greet her, and I mean, she's talking the talk. So, what church do you go to? Well, I, sometimes I go to, yeah? Uh-huh. Um, so, you, you a Christian? <laughs> Aren't we all God's children? <laughs> now, the question then you ask yourself is this. Am I going to be an effectual doer of the word? But Lord, you don't know how long I've been waiting. Are you going to be an effectual doer of the Word? Lord, you don't appreciate how long, are you going to be an effectual doer? Lord, I know you, are you going to be an effectual doer? You don't appreciate the situation, are you going to be an effectual? Lord, this woman, are you going to be an effectual doer? These children, Lord, are you going to be an effectual doer? A doer of the Word. It's not enough to just hear it. You've got to do it. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them, says John 13, 7. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. So we are called to be effective listeners. But we are also called to be effective doers. We are to look not forget what we have seen. We have to look intently, abide, and do, and we will be happy in what we do. But of course, you know, there are some of us who are smarter than that. (laughs) Listen, man. I don't got to do. The text says, you deceive yourself. I don't have to be a duo, and guess what? You don't have to be, you know. It's your choice, but I'll tell you this much. And I'll leave you with this. You will not be blessed, and according to Matthew seven you're foolish and you're headed for disaster. Like I said this morning, the question is, what are we going to do? Because God has, the, has been allowing me to live James chapter 1. So what are we going to do? Are we just, just going to hear the God's word and read and, and study and memorize and meditate and, and see what the text has to say? You know, I mean, my goodness, we could go to all the pastor Lee's classes and do Bible study methods and we can do all them stuff. We can go to the Wednesday night meeting, the Thursday Bible study. We can go to the youth group meeting. We can go into, into vacation Bible school. We can do all that stuff. But that's not enough. We've got to be doers of God's word. Let me leave you with a story I found in my studies to illustrate how, but the case, I, I want to be careful not to use the wrong English word. I was reminded to be grammatically correct. So I shouldn't use, stupid is not a good word, eh? Okay, okay, that's a bad word. Yeah, okay, I won't use that one. I won't say that. Would you listen to the story and you tell me what word describes this type of person? It's from a story by Chuck Swindoll in his book, Improving Your Serve. Let's pretend that you work for me. In fact, you are my executive assistant in a company that is growing rapidly. I'm the owner, and I'm interested in expanding overseas. Now, to pull this off, I make plans to travel abroad and stay there until the new branch office gets established. I make all the arrangements to take my family and them in the move to Europe for six to eight months. And I leave you in charge of the busy stateside organization. I tell you that I will write you regularly and give you directions and instructions. I leave and you stay. You're in charge of my company now. Months pass. A flow of letters are mailed from Europe and and received by you at the national headquarters as my representative. I spell out all my expectations, and finally, I return. Soon after my arrival, I drive down to the office. I am stunned. Grass and weeds have grown up high. A few windows along the street are broken. I I walk into the receptionist's room, and she is doing her nails, chewing gum, And listening to her favorite disco station, I look around and notice the waste baskets are overflowing. The carpet hasn't been vacuumed for weeks, and nobody seems concerned that the owner has returned. I ask about your whereabouts, and someone in the crowded lounge area points down the hall and yells, I I think he's down there, somewhere. Disturbed, I, I move in that direction and bump into you as you are finishing a chess game with your sales manager. And I ask you to step into my office, which has been temporarily turned into a television room for watching afternoon soap operas. What in the world is going on, man? Uh, what, what, what do you mean? Well, 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 look at this place. I didn't get didn't you get any of my letters? Letters? Oh, yeah, yeah, I got your letters. Sure, got every one of them. As a matter of fact, we have had letter study every Friday. Every Friday night, we have had letter study since you left. We have even divided all the personnel into small groups and discussed many of the things you wrote. Some of the things... Were really interesting you'll be pleased to know that a few of us <laughs> have actually committed to memory some of your sentences and paragraphs and one or two have even memorized an entire letter or two great stuff in those letters okay okay you got my letters you studied them meditated on them discussed and even memorized them but what did you do about them. Do? Um, do? We didn't, we didn't do anything about them. As a husband, as a father, as a son, a brother, a friend, a deacon, supervisor, I've been left letters by my boss. He left me 66, and he told me to occupy until he returned. I believe he meant for me not just to read, and to study, and to memorize, to meditate. I really, believe, I really believe that my boss wants me to do. What about you? Some of your wives and mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, bosses, husbands, and wives. What is he calling you to do? I leave you with a verse that I pray will touch and you would carry away as a reminder. This passage is found in 3 John chapter 1, verse 4 and it reads as follows I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walking in truth listening no no didn't say that Hearing? No. Walking? Doing? I pray that as we leave this morning, we would again be encouraged, in fact challenged, not just to leave here as hearers of God's word, but as doers, That man, that woman, will be blessed. In his name, amen. Amen.